Hey teacher, how are you doing? I know it's a really scary time right now economically and even politically, depending on where you are in the world. And I want to let you know that I understand that we can't always change everything. We can't always impact everything that's going on, but we can control some things like our finances. So if you know that you want to start a business in 2023 in the new year so that you can start to save more money, pay off debt, invest in property, put more towards retirement, or just have a little more to go on vacations during your breaks, I want to support you in that. On November 15th and November 16th, I'm hosting two separate free webinars to show you how you can get started with a teacher business using the skills, knowledge, and expertise that you already have. Find all the information, including the registration links, in the show notes. Think about falling in love for a minute. It's a thrilling and exciting adventure for both parties. It's a journey. They're always learning. I want for your students to fall in love with math, and I'd love it if I could help you learn to love math too. When we start from there, our math instruction automatically becomes more engaging, more relevant, more effective, and even more fun. And that's what we're all about here on the Learning to Love Math podcast. Hi, by the way, I'm Brittany. I'm a teacher, tutor, math learning coach, and the creator behind the Teachers Pay Teacher store, Math with Minis. In just two short years, I went from basically being math illiterate to having students make two years worth of games with math in my classroom. With mindset, motivation, masterminding, and a little bit of coaching, we can make math magical for our students. Let's get on to today's episode. Welcome to the Learning to Love Math podcast. Hello, hello, teachers. Welcome or welcome back to the Learning to Love Math podcast. My name is Brittany. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the creator of the store Math with Minis and the founder of the Instagram account and the website and all that stuff, which really that doesn't matter. Really what this podcast is about is finding creative ways to help you and your students learn to love math. It's being able to bring that excitement back into your classroom so that you're not dreading going into work. And maybe if you're at the point where you are dreading work to find ways that you can get out of the classroom. But really, it's all about empowering you and your students to have choices and to take action on those choices and to really believe it and pursue those options that you have. That's what I'm all about for you. I want teachers not necessarily all to leave the classroom. I want for the teachers who stay in the classroom to truly want to be there. And I know a part of that is having a love and excitement and passion for the content. But I get it because if you're listening to this podcast, you might be someone who doesn't naturally really love math. It's not really your favorite thing to teach. You don't really love going to PD about it. And I mean, honestly, who loves going to PD anyway? Most of it is just so terrible. So if you're here, I'm guessing you either do like math and you like hearing other people's thoughts and ideas, or you really want to love it. You want to be better at it and to enjoy it more. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing five ways that you can learn to love math for yourself and how you could even share that with your students so that they can see practical, tangible ways to use things like addition, multiplication, subtraction, and addition in their daily lives. And even other things like algebra and plotting and all of those things that, you know, they always ask, when are we going to use it? And don't I just already have a calculator? Do I need to use this? You're going to share ways that it's practical, not only for them, but things that you're doing. And when you can make it personal and relatable, those kids are going to connect to you in the content way more. 
So let's get into it. I'm gonna give a brief overview. I'm gonna dive a little bit into each of those things, and then I'm gonna share some opportunities and things going on right now, and then also something that you would want to take action on today if you're listening to this in real time so that you can start learning these things. So these five things we're talking about are budgeting, getting out of debt, saving your money, making more money, and investing your money. And before you turn this podcast off and you're like, Brittany, why are you talking about money? This is a math teacher podcast. I have become really passionate about making money and about personal finance in the past couple of years. And before you put your eyebrows up and say, oh, making money, that's greedy. Don't we all wish that we made more money? Don't we all wish that teachers were paid more and that we didn't have to start side hustles, that we didn't have to found businesses, that we didn't have to start companies and think of all these creative ways because wouldn't it be great if our careers just paid us well? Yes, that would be awesome. But the truth of the matter is we're not there and it's probably going to take years for teachers to get that fair pay and treatment if they ever get it at all. And I don't want for you to have to wait weeks or months or years. I want for you to be able to take action on your goals and your dreams and what you want for your life right now. I want for you to know in security and happiness who you are, what you want to go after, and to have all the tools and skills that you need to go after those things. So let's start with that first thing. Let's talk about budgeting. I made a reel a while back about how Walmart has its own little dollar shop store area. I know a lot of teachers love Target, but honestly, y'all, I don't make a lot of money. (laughs) At least I didn't as a teacher. And so Target was just not something that was really feasible for me most of the time. Like Walmart and the dollar stores were where I went. Sometimes even Dollar Tree, I felt like was a little more expensive than Dollar General or Family Dollar. But yeah, Walmart has its own little dollar spot. And even as a freelancer, like I make pretty good money, but I feel like even still sometimes like, oh man, I could really be saving more and putting more aside for those other things I really wanna do. So I can't say enough how powerful it is to create a budget and to stick to it. I mean, yes, anybody could create a budget in Google Sheets or in Excel, but not just it's not just about creating a budget and having it because honestly, having a budget itself is not really useful unless you're actually living by it and spending by it and saving by it. So having a thoughtful budget that keeps in mind how much you're actually making, how much is actually going out and what your goals are right? Because if you want to put money aside for retirement, or if you want to put money aside for something that you really want to do, like maybe a trip you want to take or buying a house, it has to be thoughtful and intentional. And it has to be really after you've took, taken a hard look at your finances, which I know is something that is so scary, especially when you feel like there's never enough to go around or like you're living paycheck to paycheck. It can be really scary to sit down and actually take a look at your finances. And I don't want to disregard that. I agree that it is scary. But I will say the sooner that you do it, the sooner that you take a breath and actually look at it and then create a budget according to where you are right now, according to what debt you have, according to how much money you're actually making or not making, according to the bills you have, the easier and the quicker it's going to be to be able to let you make decisions that are empowering for you and your family. One big decision that we made recently, because as you all know, I left the classroom in May, even though I'm making okay money, it's like, wow, like you don't realize how those things add up, right? Like, okay, I replaced my teacher income. I have a little more than that, but now my mortgage is higher, right? We were living on the reservation before teaching, I was teaching there and I was only paying like three to 350 a month for rent, which is super cheap for a three bedroom house. I know, I know it's wild and you should definitely check it out if you ever want to do that. Then we went to a house and our mortgage is 1200, which I know is still insanely cheap. I mean, we're here in Arizona and I know people who are paying 1600 for rent in Phoenix. So I'm super grateful for that. I know that we are very privileged to have affordable housing, but it's still 
cost amount, right? And we still have to like think about where are we spending money in other ways that we could be saving. And so we gave up a couple of things. We gave up Netflix, we gave up a couple of other subscriptions like Hulu and a food service thing that we were doing because we realized like, okay, those are kind of luxuries. They're not really things that we need to have. And honestly, the time that we're spending on those things is time that we better spent elsewhere making more money or saving or investing. And so that's a personal decision we made because we really want to be completely debt-free. We don't want to have any more student loans. We don't want to wait for what the government's going to do or not going to do. We want to be able to take control of that situation for ourselves. And so if that's where you're at, I would just encourage you, I know it's scary, but sit there and actually look at your money situation and not just make a budget, but stick to it. And I know, easier said than done. That's actually one of the reasons I'm really excited for this weekend if you're listening in real time. I'm actually a speaker for the More Than Enough Summit. I'm gonna be talking about 10 ways you can travel for free without credit cards, which is pretty cool because I think I've talked about before that this is not my only thing I do. I have a travel business as well, but I'm gonna be sharing that. And so of course you're welcome to come, but I'm especially excited for all the stuff about investing. Like there's so much that you're gonna be learning about investing and budgeting. I'm coming on the page just so I can show, share with you. There's gonna be someone sharing their whole budgeting system with you. There's going to be a Money Right coaching program. So for people who like need that extra help and support, you're gonna be learning ways that you can make an extra 5,000 a year. I mean, really, really cool topics. And even about real estate investing, like if you wanna get involved with that, which I'll get to investing in a minute. Yeah, definitely come to the More Than Enough Summit if that's where you're at. Like if you have debt and you want to either, or you, or maybe even if you don't have debt, you just want to have a better budget, you want to pay some things off, that would be a really good thing for you to be a part of. And I'll be sure to put all that information in the show notes. Let's pretend you've already looked at your situation, you've made a budget, and you know, a few months go on, you've been pretty good about sticking to it. You're not overspending in categories that you've allotted money for. You are just being really careful with how you spend your money it's time to start thinking about debt. If you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey, then you've probably heard of like the debt snowball method about picking the smallest amount and paying that off first. I will say I've been doing this. I've been doing this with my credit cards, really working to pay them off. And it's really encouraging and motivating. Like if you start with a smaller amount and you pay that off, it really shows you that you can do it. And then once you go and grow from there, it becomes easier to get more motivated to make more money or do whatever you have to do in order to pay off those bigger debts. I am a big fan of paying off debt and it's been really encouraging so far. I'm definitely not debt-free yet. I've been more mindful with my money for these past couple of years, but it's something I'm really working on right now. So super exciting. I definitely recommend coming on this journey with me if you haven't thought about it yet. So after you budget, after you start paying off some debts, you might want to start putting some money away. And I would say, especially right now, just like with the economic situation being the way it is, I'm not saying you have to cancel everything and, you know, hold on to all money because I don't think that's necessarily like realistic in today's climate. Some people will disagree with me, but I do think you should have some money put away because God forbid you get let go or your spouse or partner gets let go or, oh, you're going to hear my cat. She's chasing a fly in the background. Sorry if you hear, you know, God forbid something really happens and you need to spend money on a copay for something medical that happens. You need to have money set aside for that. I really recommend having like, if you can, six months set aside. And I know that is really hard, right? Like that's not something you'll probably even get to until after you've had time to sit down, look at your finances, put a budget in place, live by your budget. Oh, there she goes. I'm running around. There's my cat. Um, After you've set aside maybe one or two months, right? Try to work up to six months. And I will say we're not at six months yet. We actually did it a little bit backwards. We put some savings aside. So we have about three months right now in case something happens. And then now we're paying off debt. So you don't have to do it any cookie cutter way that someone else lays out, but I do highly recommend just looking at it because numbers get a lot less scary when we can see how powerful and good they can be for us. Okay, so budgeting, 
paying off debt, saving, and earning. This is what I really love talking about because there are so many fun and creative ways as a teacher that you can use your education, your skills, and your knowledge and your expertise to be able to make a little more money and put it aside. You all know that obviously I have a Teachers Pay Teachers store. I do some affiliate marketing. So what affiliate marketing is, is like kind of what I'm doing with the summit, although I'm also presenting, I have a link and I emailed you that link and said, hey, I would love it if you come to the summit. I think it's something you'll really like. I only recommend things I believe in, of course, right? I don't sell everything, but things I really believe in are things that I would find useful to y'all. I get a commission. So you would buy it and then at no extra cost to you, I earn a commission from that. That's affiliate marketing. So that's one way that I've been able to make several hundred a month and to be able to use that to pay down debts and to put money aside for savings and things like that. You could make resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. You could have a website and you can have affiliates buy things on your website. You could get, I mean, I would love to see this podcast get big enough to where sponsors like companies want to come and, you know, pay for an episode to be able to get mentioned or something. Companies I believe in and that I can support, of course. But there's all these different unique ways that you can earn money. And I know I mentioned it on the last episode, but on November 15th and November 16th, I'm going to be hosting a couple of webinars to show you some ways that you can start a teacher business. So I will have information for that in the show notes as well for you to register. Those are totally free. Yeah. So we have budgeting, paying off debt, saving and earning, and then of course, investing. I will say I have a separate property from the one I live in. So even though this is the first house, we I have a trailer of property. It's not much, but you know what? I'm grateful that I have land and it's something that we've been kind of working on these past couple of years to get it up to a point where someone could live there so it could be a rental property. And we really don't want for it to be something expensive. We want for it to be affordable housing in that area because if you have any friends or family in Southern California or if you are from there, it's kind of hard to find affordable housing anywhere, even in places that are less than desirable to live in. So we really don't want to contribute to the problem. We want to contribute to the solution and have affordable starter homes for people to live in. We've thought about turning it into an Airbnb and I don't know, it's possible we might do that in the future. I know it could make us more money, but I'm just, I have mixed feelings about that. Let me know what you think. Let me know on Instagram at Math with Minis. Do you think I should turn it into a renting housing? which is a little bit scary because I mean, gosh, I, you want to trust people in your home, but you never know. Or should I turn it into an Airbnb? I grew up really close to where Coachella Fest and Stagecoach are. I'll actually be at Stagecoach this year. I've never been to any of those festivals. And I'm like, you know what? This year I'll, I'll go and I'll do it. So my house is kind of close to that. Yeah, it's just hard. It's a hard decision. But let me know what you think. Maybe you have some experience there. I'm happy to learn from you. So there's going to be someone talking at the More Than Enough Summit this weekend about investing in property and real estate. So obviously, I, even though I'm speaking on travel and saving money there and ways that you can make money with that, I'm really going to be listening and paying attention to that because I do eventually want to invest in property. So that'll be really interesting. So those are five ways, five ways that you can start to actually like math better. I know it sounds so silly, but when we make something personal to us, we're going to like it. We're going to enjoy it more. And we're going to look forward to learning about it. So budgeting, paying off debt, saving money, making more money, earning it, and then learning how we can invest it. And we're going to be talking about all those different things at the More Than Enough Summit this uh, weekend. You can get in for free but you can also get the pro pack, which gives you access to all the sessions and gives you more time to watch them. It also gets you access to the the items in the pro pack, which is over $700 worth of things. So I would definitely say check that out. And I know that today is the last day that Summit Pass is available for $47. It does go up to $67 tomorrow if you're listening to this in real time. So I will be sure to have those links in the show notes and I sent an email about it. So if you're on my email list, you would have gotten that already. And I will just share some quick ideas for ways that you can make your students learn about these things because it's important, right? Like I wish I would have known about these things as a kid 
in the classroom, I always love talking about financial literacy because it's just something that's so fun to talk about. So with budgeting, you could have your students actually create a budget or you can give them like little workstations and they'd be really good practice, by the way, if they're working on like adding and subtracting decimals, that would be a really practical hands-on way to be able to integrate that into what you're teaching. You could even have them, I, lo I love this activity and I should see, I should make it, I should put it in my store because it's really fun. But basically I have the students pretend that they're going to a restaurant and that they only have so much money for them and their friends and they have to figure out like which restaurant to go to where is their money going to go the furthest so they have to choose between like mcdonald's and panda express and uh, i think the other one was like pf chang's or something so they have to figure that out and it's a really fun activity and they get a little bit of that imaginative play in there so that's something you could do with them if you end up getting my place value activity pack, actually, you can talk about checks. And even though we don't really write checks anymore, or like we're hardly even using debit cards, like now we can just pay with our phones, which is crazy town. You could still use that to be able to teach them about budgeting and about place value and understanding the difference between the hundredth and the thousandth place me so that would be really good and then as far as ways to pay off debt you could have them learn about negative numbers and integers and depending on which grade level you teach and kind of where you are in the curriculum you could talk about rounding right rounding is usually a really hard concept for fourth and fifth grade fifth grade especially so talking about how you know something is going to the previous number or the next number right if they're looking at decimal like if i'm paying four dollars and 56 cents for something should how much should i have should I just have three quarters or should I have two quarters right and pennies like which is going to be easier because remember when we're looking at those word problems and story problems especially on standardized tests they're asking those critical thinking questions like that like they're asking not just how much do you need but like how much should you take to the store with you keeping in mind how much you're going to need so the more practical hands-on experience we can give students with those kinds of things the better and then for earning, I always love doing some kind of marketplace student activity with my students. I'm really a huge fan of project-based learning. So having them develop their own store, build their own business, and having them write the copy for that, and having them make their own advertising posters, all of these fun activities you can really bring into the learning to make it more than math, and to make math magical, like really, truly magical and fun, and to have them look forward to it. There are so many ways to do it, and that's something I am working on. That's going to be a long-term project for me to be able to get that up in my store as well but look out for that soon. And if you're listening to this not in real time, it might even be there. So I'll be sure to link my store down in the show notes of this episode as well. And then finally, investing. So investing is a little harder to teach as a teacher in the classroom, but maybe you can get creative with it. And if you think of ideas, let me know on Instagram at Math with Minis. What are some ways that you could teach investing with your students? How can you teach them about growth percentages? I know like multiplying by percentages can be something that's really tricky to learn, but can you show them that? And even if they don't get it right now, just even getting the exposure, if even if they don't 100% comprehend it now, is going to be so helpful for them in the future. So the more exposures we can give them to that, the better prepared they're going to be as adults. Okay, that was a lot. I hope that you took away a lot of practical tips. I really hope that you come to the More Than Enough Summit this weekend, and I truly hope that you have more than enough in retirement. I know that's something that I was really stressed about for these last couple of years. I wasn't sure if my pension was gonna be enough for us. And once I realized that, wow, if I just rely on my teacher pension from the state of Arizona, I would be below the poverty line. That's when I realized I really have to do something for myself. And so I'm really thankful that I've been able to be in a position where I could work these businesses and build them up. And I know that not everybody's gonna be able or even want to quit their job. And you don't have to. You can still have your pension and build something else up alongside of it in addition to it so that you have more and enough when you retire. So I'd love to see you at the summit. I had the link for that in the show notes. You can come to the summit for free or you can 
grab the pro pack. It's $47 now. It'll be $67 after today. And yeah, so that way you get more time to watch and work through everything. All right, that's it for now. I will see you all in the next episode of the Learning to Love Math podcast. Thanks for listening. 